The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. It's time here on Riviera Radio where we talk to Blevins Franks partner Rob Kay. How are you doing, Rob? Oh, very well, apart from being a little bit hot today, Howard. But then again, I think all of us are, are hot with the with the temperature gauge banging off 40 degrees in most European countries. Yeah, it is very hot indeed. Well, last week you mentioned that HMRC had collected £1.8 billion in the first financial quarter of 2022-23. Following the broadcast, several people followed your instruction and via the Riverado Questions Portal asked if UK IHT is an issue we should be considered with if we're French residents. However, before we discuss UK inheritance tax, what caught your eye in the news this week? Well, those wanting to take their vehicles across the channel have had another weekend of, of sitting in long queues, Howard, but uh, while they were sitting there, they could have passed the time by reading uh, a reading UK comic, sorry, tabloid, which this week announced a new European directive which details the minimum amount of money British tourists need when they travel to Europe. The fact is, this is not new news, as they tried to claim. If you're a French visitor with an EU passport or you have a French carte de séjour or a visa, you won't be asked to provide proof of your financial means. But since Brexit, this does not apply to British tourists, visitors or even second homeowners. But will French border officials actually check this? If the anecdotal evidence from Americans, Canadians, Australians and other non-Europeans who enter France is anything to go by, financial checks are rare, although it's not unusual to be asked about the purpose of your visit or for proof of where you're staying. If you are asked the financial question, there's a sliding scale of tariffs. If you're staying with friends or family, you need to show that you've got €32.50 a day. If you're, if you're staying in a hotel, G, Airbnb or a campsite, you actually need €65 for each day of your stay. And if you don't have any accommodation booked for the entirety of your stay, you'll need to prove that you've got €120 a day. Now, staying with travel news, I think many of us were shocked to hear this week that British Airways has suspended ticket sales for for all short-haul flights departing from Heathrow Airport until August 15th. The airline initially announced it would not be selling tickets in this category until August 8th, but it's now extended the suspension. BS said the decision, uh, or they came to the decision, because of the, the cap imposed by Heathrow on the number of passengers allowed to pass through the terminal each day which is expected to continue until September the 11th. This closure doesn't mean the flights have been cancelled. If you've already booked tickets, you shouldn't experience any issues when you travel. BA said it was taking preemptive action to give customers certainty about their travel plans. On the financial news front, as many of our regular listeners will know, tax debitassin, that's the property tax you pay when you occupy a French property, is in the process of being phased out for French residents. However, second home owners are still required to pay it, and this year, more towns have voted to increase it. Some have even gained the ability to add a surcharge for second home owners. Principalities, which are deemed to have a housing shortage, known as zone tendu, have the ability to increase tax debitation for second home owners. This year, the city councils of Bordeaux, Lyon, Biarritz and Arles voted to increase tax debitation by the maximum 60%. So if you're here on holiday and you've been seduced by the region, before you rush into any impulse purchase, check out the local taxes, specifically tax debitation and tax foncier. Finally this week, I learned about something completely new to me, swimming pool squatting. It was reported this week that incidents are on the rise in southern France and apparently squatters are not just attracted to private pools when the homeowners are away. 
Squatters are breaking into public pools after they've closed and even using the demonstration pools of swimming pool companies when staff have left at the end of their working day. One way to keep cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Rob, do many British expatriates in France remain liable to UK inheritance tax? As a listener said in her email, they're resident in France after all and pay their taxes here. Howard, the, the simple answer to that question is a lot more than you, uh, there is a lot more than you would expect. The, the lady you referred to was so troubled by this issue, she couldn't wait to hear my response this morning. She actually called me. And I will diplomatically say, rather than incensed, uh, or she was rather incensed, that she left the UK, but she could still be allowed to UK tax. After a quite brief conversation, unfortunately, I had to confirm to her she does have a UK inheritance tax liability, even though she left the UK and has been paying French tax on her income, gains and wealth for the past 15 years, which she assumed would mean she's no further UK tax to pay. At first you might think, why would or could she think that? But it's an easy mistake to make. She has UK-sourced pension income, which is taxed in France because she's a French resident, even though it arises in the UK, she still has UK investments and the tax on those investments is paid in France. She has also retained what she described as the UK family home. She has retained it for her children to keep it in the family because that was how it was passed down to her. For, 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 the, for the pleasure of that, as she described it, she's paying French wealth tax, Imposola Fortune Immobilia, on its value. When she put it like that, I could see why she was so incensed that the news that her estate would be liable to UK inheritance tax. But the simple fact is, UK-situated assets are liable to UK inheritance tax when the owner dies. That, rules apply, that rule applies to British nationals who are living abroad when they die, but also foreign nationals who may have never even been UK tax residents, but who own UK assets, such as maybe a UK property. Can we go back to the beginning here, Rob? Can you briefly summarise what IHT is, who's liable, and how it's applied? Yeah, of course, Howard. Um, over the years, death taxes, excuse the expression, have been, very, have been a very easy way for governments all around the world to raise revenue. Most people have heard the expression, there are no pockets in a shroud. As you no longer are around to argue, you can't take it and you can't take it with you. The, the, the tax authorities take this opportunity to take a final hit on your hard-earned wealth before it passes into the hands of your nearest and dearest. Inheritance tax replaced capital transfer tax back in 1986, which had actually replaced estate duty in 1975, which in that format had actually been around since 1914. Now, estate duty was only paid by the very rich back then, and it didn't really generate too much income because there were lots of ways to mitigate it through such things as gifts and trusts and other financial arrangements. This is one of the reasons why death taxes are frequently referred to as voluntary taxes, because if you do some planning, they can be avoided. That description or expression isn't really that true these days, but it is still possible to mitigate some, if not all, your inheritance tax liability by having a plan and taking some steps. Death tax in the UK is known as inheritance tax, while its equivalent in France is called succession tax. They are frequently considered to be the same, but there are some fundamental differences. The biggest difference is probably the fact that in France, succession tax is paid by those who succeed you and directly benefit financially from your passing. In the UK, inheritance tax is paid by your estate. Your beneficiaries legally don't get their hands on what you have left to them until the taxman has been paid. So strictly speaking, I suppose that makes the UK taxman your first and in some cases your main beneficiary.
What are the tax rates and are there any allowances? Uh, explaining the tax aspects is, is probably the easy part because beyond the nil rate allowance, there is one single UK inheritance, inheritance tax rate of tax, which is 40%. This is entirely different to France where they are actually um, scaled rates of succession tax, which start at 5%. There's also one IHT allowance. That's £325,000. And on anything more than that, 40% tax is paid. This allowance is per person, but the allowance can be transferred to your surviving spouse. So when he or she eventually dies, inheritance tax is payable potentially on anything more than £650,000. In 2017, to offer a little more relief to the thousands of people whose estates become liable to IHT due solely to the capital appreciation of their main homes, the government introduced the residential nil rate band. That allowance adds a further £175,000 to your IHT nil rate band, and it takes a couple's joint nil rate threshold to £1 million. However, the residential nil rate band only works for those with direct descendants who inherit the family home, while the UK's 6 million cohabitees are less fortunate and cannot claim the combined allowances. You can obviously only fully enjoy the additional allowance if you have a UK residential property worth more than £350,000. And if your UK property isn't your main residence, you won't benefit it benefit at all from the, the additional allowance. £1.8 billion is a lot of money to collect from inheritance tax in just three months. How does this compare to a year ago? And do you expect these figures to keep growing? Yeah, I mean, as you say, with 1.8 billion, wow, it's an awful lot of money to generate in just three months, but it's actually 300 million more than it raised in the same period last year, and then 700 million more than it raised in the, in the same period the year before. The total raised from inheritance tax receipts over the past five years has amounted to 27 billion pounds. According to estimates from the UK's Office for Budget Responsibility, her Majesty's Treasury is on course to receive an inheritance tax amount amounting to £37 billion over the next five years, £6.7 billion in the current financial period, rising to £8.1 billion in the 26-27 tax year. This compares to just £4.8 billion raised five years ago, which means the UK government is on track to nearly double the annual amount it collects through inheritance tax by the late 2020s. Will freezing the thresholds make a big difference to families receiving an inheritance in the coming years? Yeah, the, the decision to freeze the inheritance tax threshold until 2026 will, will undoubtedly mean more and more families will be caught by the inheritance tax net, um, uh, as every year passes, to be honest with you. Um, I mentioned earlier that UK house prices have appreciated by 11% over the past 12 months. If you have a UK property and your UK assets exceed the nil rate threshold, over the past 12 months, that means your UK inheritance tax bill has also increased by 11%. We shouldn't uh, forget this This tap has been dripping for much longer than the last few years, though. A, a big deal was made of the fact that the then-Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, froze IHT threshold, as well as uh, most of the other tax thresholds, in 2001 for five years. What seems to have been lost off the radar is the fact that the IHT threshold has been stuck at £325,000 since April 2009, 13 years ago. And if the threshold does remain frozen, as expected until 2026, it'll have stagnated for a whole 17 years. 
What happens if someone's liable to both UK IHT and French succession tax? Well, as you would expect, Howard, that situation has frequently been an issue over many, many years, and as a result, it's now covered by the Anglo-Franco Double Tax Treaty on inheritance taxes. The Double Taxation Agreement seeks to avoid the specific situation you described where tax could be levied in both countries. If the deceased was domiciled in the UK but long-term French resident, the position is determined according to what's known as tiebreaker test. The tiebreaker rules will determine in which country the the deceased is to be regarded as domicile for the purposes of French succession tax and UK inheritance tax because, importantly, you can't be domiciled in both countries. You need to take specific advice regarding your individual situation, but basically, if you're a French tax resident and the the UK will then deem that you're actually domiciled in France and therefore liable to French succession tax on your worldwide assets. However, if you have UK assets and their overall value exceeds the nil rate threshold, your estate will pay UK inheritance tax on those assets, but whatever you pay in the UK can be offset against your French succession tax liability, which was something of a, of a bonus for the lady we mentioned before. And finally, what can people do to reduce their estate inheritance tax liability and pass more of their wealth to their family rather than the taxman? Well, over the, over the next few years, governments will, will certainly need to recoup the billions COVID-19 has cost them, and the burden for that job will fall in the main, I would expect, on their respective tax authorities. So we, we all need to be prepared. The need for us to take professional advice and give careful consideration to our inheritance and succession tax planning has never been more important. We don't know what changes will be made in the future, but as we've seen over the past few years, We are all facing higher tax bills when we die. Combine the freezing of nil rate band and the the residential nil rate band until at least 2026. With higher inflation and rising property prices, then more and more families will certainly be pushed into into scope for IHT. By acting sooner rather than later, we can reduce or eliminate the taxes that are created when we die. The mantra here should be plan early and carefully. There are lots of legal and legitimate ways to reduce our inheritance tax liabilities, but we also can't follow an adopt and forget strategy. That's just what the tax authorities want you to do and why they keep changing the rules. To make sure you're making the most of your allowances, your plans must be reviewed regularly, so it's important you work with your trusted financial advisor. They have your best interests at heart and they can ensure you're using all the available allowances as efficiently as possible. When will... When will you feel confident or that will make, hopefully make you feel confident? Then you've got the peace of mind about what I would suggest is a really important element of your financial situation. So if you live in France or you're thinking of living in France and you want to discuss your succession situation, you should have a conversation with Blevins Franks. Remember, initial conversation with us is completely complimentary. You might even get a cup of coffee. Alternatively, if you have a question or a query about anything concerning money or finance in France, Give us a call. Speak to one of our local partners. And we, if we can help, we will. But if we can't, we'll definitely know someone who can. The telephone number of our local French office is 0493-001780. That's 0493-001780. And you could also call our Monaco office. And the telephone number here in Monaco is 9777-5574. That's 9777 5574 
And if you prefer, you can find out more about Blevins Franks or arrange a call with a Blevins Franks partner by simply visiting our website, which is www.blevinsfranks.com. And finally, if you simply want to pose a question, as the lady we mentioned earlier did after last week's broadcast, post that question to radio at blevinsfranks.com. Many thanks, Rob. We'll talk next Sunday morning. Look forward to it, Howard. Keep cool. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Are you buying, selling, or downsizing property? Talk to Blevins Franks about the tax implications. Besides capital gains and income tax, France imposes a wealth tax on real estate, and you need to plan ahead for succession tax. When moving country, are you better off selling as a French or UK resident? Blevins Franks offers expert advice and tax and estate planning solutions. Call 0493001780 or visit blevinsfranks.com.